Welcome to the Fantasy Football Friend Podcast with your host, Tommy Franz. What's up, everybody? It is Friday, August 6th, here at the Fantasy Football Friend Podcast with your host, Tommy Franz, the first episode. This Fantasy Football Podcast will cover projections, rankings, and news from around the league. Let's get into news notes from last night's first preseason game. The Steelers beat the Cowboys with a score of 16-3. Najee Harris made his way to debut, rushing for 22 yards on 7 attempts. Camblage also made a Steelers debut, rushing for a touchdown in the third quarter. Chase Claypool, who continues to impress, also had 3 receptions for 62 yards. Alright, let's get into the fantasy impact of this preseason game. Not much to talk about. Um, just looking at Najee Harris, he will probably be the number one running back for the Steelers. Seven attempts for 20 yards, not bad. You know, it's a preseason game, not much to analyze here. I do think he will be a very, very impactful player, though. Chase Claypool also looked great. He had three receptions for 62 yards. I mean, hopefully, I mean, that that receiving group for the Steelers is very impressed between Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. However, it's hard to know whether, who to start, when to start. Hopefully that will be taken care of throughout the season, but I do see Chase Claypool as continuing to be a star for that team. Zico Elliott did not play. We did not see any Amari Cooper. No Dak Prescott for obvious reasons for the shoulder, and we did not see Big Ben on the Steelers' side. So, not much to really to talk about there. First preseason game. Very interesting, though, to see Najee Harris make his debut. Current news, Lamar was Jackson was just taken off the COVID-19 list. Uh, so he will start practicing in a training camp. We'll see where that takes him. You know, I project him to be a top-five quarterback this year with his great running game, great passing game, with uh, additions of Sean Bateman and Sidney Watkins. Hopefully that could take off. The running game will also be impressive with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. See where that takes them. Josh Allen just signed a six-year extension for $258 million, putting him in elite company with Dak Prescott and Pat Mahomes for the $40 million a year quarterback game. As a Josh Allen fan, I am personally thrilled. If I'm a Bills fan, I'm thrilled. As a fantasy football owner of Josh Allen, excited, but also concerned. Now, we saw last year, he took his leap. From the previous year, his completion percentage went up from 58.8 to 69.2. His yards went from 3,000 to roughly 4,500. His touchdowns went from 20 to 37. Team's overall record went from 10-6 and to 13-3. His QBR rating went from 49.4 to 81.7. Obviously, great leap, great progression from Josh Allen. However, why I'm concerned. Last year was a contract year. All players left are motivated by the contracts to make that money, right? We know that as people. However, I'm concerned a little bit, but not really. Josh Allen, will his motivation lack a little bit? I don't think so. Is there a possibility with this large amount of money? Of course. That's with anyone, any athlete, any sport. However, I am not too concerned as I projected him to be the number two quarterback overall behind Pat Mahomes. Some notes around the league from training camp yesterday. Mac Jones took more reps than Cam Newton in the rain. Is that lead to maybe a potential starter down the line? We don't know. Bill Belichick, you know, very quiet with his stuff. Doesn't really let people know too much. We'll probably figure out, you know, two days before who's starting for the Patriots. But, you know, I do think Cam Newton will start. Fantasy impact-wise for the wide receivers, Cam Newton obviously last year, not what he used to be. Arm talent's not that great. I think with Mac Jones starting eventually, that will help out with some of the receivers like Nelson Aguilar, the tight ends with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. So we'll see where that leads there. 
Some of the players I'd like to discuss today are Darnell Mooney, where does he fit in with Chicago's quarterback competition? Rondell Moore, the excited young playmaker coming out of Purdue. Corey Davis in his new home with Zach Wilson as quarterback. And Rashad Bateman on the new look Ravens offense. <clears throat> All right, let's start with Darnell Mooney. So last year he had 61 receptions for 631 yards, roughly 10.3 yards per reception. He brought in four touchdowns. He saw 98 total targets and had 91 total fantasy points. His fantasy outlook for this year. So it it depends on the quarterback. So Andy Dalton, who's going to start? I think he will have roughly around the same year as last year, maybe actually even worse, with new looks of Cole Komet, Allen Robinson bringing more of the attention. So we'll see where that takes him. If Justin Fields, however, is quarterback, I think he has a boom year. Jordan Mooney is looking like a poised new receiver, according to some sources uh, in camp. He has developed a great connection with uh, Justin Fields, and we'll see a lot more deep balls if Justin Fields becomes quarterback. So, if you're a Darnell Mooney owner, pray for Justin Fields to become the quarterback, is what I have to say. If Andy Dalton remains quarterback, I do think he will have a somewhat of a bust year, meaning that he will not improve that much from last year, and we'll have a so-so year. Next is Corey Davis. So last year he had 65 receptions for 984 yards, roughly 15.1 yards per reception. He brought in five touchdowns, saw roughly 92 targets, and had 126 total fantasy points. So what does he do in his new home in New York? I think Corey Davis will be a safety blanket for Zach Wilson. I, I really do. Um, Zach Wilson is a, obviously a first-year quarterback, and they like veterans. Corey Davis, who is indeed an experienced veteran, will be reliable for Zach Wilson, I believe. He's coming off a stellar season and now has that confidence as a number one receiver, as he was last year on the Titans with A.J. Brown being out a couple games. So the downside to Corey Davis. Elijah Moore. The Jets pick of Elijah Moore in the second round. Moore was a great pick for the Jets, and right now he's having a tremendous training camp. Could he eventually become number two, number one receiver? Potentially. I project him having around the 60 reception trains, which means he's going to have a great first year for the Jets, and unfortunately that might take away targets from Corey Davis. Another player is Jameson Crowder in the slot. Now, Corey Davis is an outside player, but as we saw last year, he, if he gets locked up by a corner, he's not going to have a great game. He, he does shy away from great defense, as to most players, you know, with great corners in the division, such as Stephon Gilmore, Xavier Howard, and Tredavious White. How much produ production will Corey Davis have? We don't know. But, as I said before, I do think he'll be a reliable player for Zach Wilson, and will end up having an even better fantasy season last year. That is my prediction for Corey Davis. Next up, we got Rondell Moore, the 49th pick for the Cardinals in the 2021 draft. So what's his impact this year? The Cardinals really needed help at wide receiver. You know, last year, DeAndre Hopkins was the only true number one receiver for them. With not much help from Christian Kirk, him being hurt, and consistency, DeAndre Hopkins would sometimes get double teams. You know, he's a great receiver, but there's only so much you can do. With the additions of A.J. Green and Rondell Moore, the Cardinals offense is now boosted. With no true number two pass catcher for the Cardinals, there is some room for competition. Right now, Rondell Moore is actually having a fantastic training camp and is opening some eyes. So, is he going to be a sleeper pick this year? Is he going to bust? Can he boom? We don't know. 
However, I believe he's going to be an exceptional fit for the team. If he didn't have injury concerns, Rondo Moore would have been a first-round draft pick, in my opinion. However, at Purdue, he was in and off the f- on and off the field, but I do think he's going to be a great pick for the Cardinals. Now, Cliff Kingsbury does like to spread the ball around the field, but I do believe that Rondell Moore will benefit from this offense. I think he would be a great sleeper pick in the late rounds and eventually become the number two receiver where he can either be a flex or a number two receiver play for your fantasy football team. Lastly, we got Rashad Bateman. So, Rashad Bateman was the Ravens' first selection in this year's draft. Now, although the Ravens have made Marquise Brown sort of the number one receiver for them, he has not really been that productive. He's more a deep ball threat and will have a big game every once in a while. However, as we know, even in fantasy, he is not very consistent. Rashad Bateman, however, is going to compete with him for the number one spot automatically, right from the get-go. Now, they did add Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins is a little bit older. You know, it'll be more maybe the two or three receiver, you know, play on the outside, you get a big ball every now and then, but will not be really that go-to receiver. I believe Rashad Bateman could be that go-to for Lamar Jackson. In past years, we've seen Mark Andrews has that. Mark Andrews, you know, pretty fast tight end, but not, you know, not that fast. Rashad Bateman's got that quickness, that length, that strength. I can see him being a great, great receiver for Lamar Jackson. If you have the chance to pick him in the late rounds, pick him. It's worth a shot. In a dynasty league, it's worth picking him up because I believe down the line in about two or three years, he will be a, a top 10 receiver. He can almost have a Justin Jefferson-like season. The only concerns about him are Lamar Jackson, funny enough. Lamar Jackson's arm talent has been questioned through the years. Last year, he proved that he still has it in that arm. He's not just a rusher, but, but, but we will see where that takes them. The last topic I'd like to discuss today is the fantasy outlook for the Tennessee Titans offense this year. Now, losing John o. Smith and Corey Davis was a big loss. However, they brought in a big weapon in Julio Jones. So how will Julio affect this offense? I think Julio will be a great receiver for them. But there's two sides to this. Will this hurt A.J. Brown's development, or will it help him? Personally, I believe it would actually help him. Now, we all know A.J. Brown loves Julio Jones, has seen him as a role model for years. With Julio Jones now on the field, A.J. Brown has someone on the other side of the ball to take attention away from him. A.J. Brown is a fantastic young receiver. We all know that. But as him being a true number one receiver with no one else, is he that good? We don't know. We saw last year in a couple games that, you know, when the tension's on him, he sometimes folds and is not that true reliable. Now, Julio on the team, we see that A.J. Brown likes being that number one but two receiver to him. A.J. Brown, while Corey Davis was having a great year last year, A.J. Brown would come in and play great. With Corey Davis being more inconsistent in the attention of A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown had more of an average year. Now, how does this impact Derrick Henry? If you're worried about Julio Jones with Derrick Henry, I would not. The Titans were always a run-heavy team. I do believe they will stick to Derrick Henry as he had one of the best rushing seasons ever last year, so why would you ever turn away from that? Personally, I believe... Earth Anthony Frisker will also have a breakout year as he becomes the true tight end one for them. Last year he was actually impressive in a couple games while Jonathan Smith was out. I do believe they'll look for him more in the red zone and the Titans offense overall will just get a boost with Julio Jones, you know, as you add a great receiver. Yes, does it take away from other receivers? Sure, but with him and AJ Brown, I mean, that's a deadly combination. And then add on to that, one of the best rushers in the NFL, Derrick Henry. 
they will have a great offense. I really do not think anyone will take a hit fantasy-wise. A.J. Brown, will, I think, will have a great year. There might be some games where Julio has a better game, A.J. Brown has a better game, but we saw that with Corey Davis last year. They were able to sustain that, and Derrick Henry, of course, will find his way into the red zone. We'll have 100 rushing yard games, probably 200 rushing yard games, and we'll probably be a top three back this year. Well, that concludes today's show. Hope you had fun. Hope you got some good advice. Enjoy the weekend, and see you Monday.